Hello, everybody. Uh, we are back. This is the third uh, session of uh, technology and human rights advocacy. And uh, as you already submitted your assignments for this uh, uh, week, we are going to look at the, the topic for this week, which is strategic campaigns and tactics. And uh, then we're going to uh, focus on the assignments that were given to you, which are going to be connected to the assignments of, of, of this week. So, unlike the previous uh, session, when we look at the assignments first, now we're going to go straight into the, into the topic for this week, which is strategy, campaigns, and tactics. The reason why we want to focus on this uh, is because, uh, although we talked about citizen journalism and the way ordinary people can uh, actually uh, uh, disseminate information about uh, human rights issues, we will look at a more strategic approach to this. And throughout the course, we are going to focus on this strategic uh, approach to to uh, human rights advocates. So, in order to do that, we're going to look at the, all three levels of, of strategic plan. Uh, the level of strategy, the level of campaigns, and the level of tactics. And so, this particular uh, session will be uh, focused on strategy, campaigns, and tactics. So, let me go straight into the question, uh, what is strategy. So, if uh, anybody has an idea, if anybody has uh, some thoughts about what, what strategy could be, uh, it can be, you know, you can, you can raise your hand and, and, and we can collect some thoughts. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. Any other, any other thoughts? Somebody else? Okay, so far, uh, what we hear and what I can read here, uh, strategy is a plan, plan of action, uh, plan of action designed to gain a goal, and from what you just said, you know, we can actually see that the strategy is uh, connected to planning, and the strategy is connected to the analysis of the situation, to the circumstances, as you, as you said, and, uh, and strategy is connected to a goal. So... We're going to uh, look more at the, at the role of the goals and the role of, the, of planning in, in, uh, in strategy, especially in political strategy. But uh, I would like to spend a few words just, you know, uh, talking about the origin of the term and how we ended up talking about strategy. Uh, if we look at this uh, particular uh, slide, we can see Sun Tzu, the famous uh, ancient Chinese general who wrote the book uh, titled The Art of War. And he is considered to be the father of uh, strategic thinking and the father of uh, strategy, especially the military strategy, because he himself was a military commander. But the thoughts of, of Sun Tzu are often, especially uh, today, used by uh, corporations, by political organizations, by other entities, uh, and his strategic insight is used not just in military, but in other forms of, of human uh, organization. 
especially in business and politics. So the thing that, 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 that made the, this guy, Sun Tzu, very famous was that he actually uh, uh, focused on the foresight and planning beforehand, before the battle takes place. And he even said that uh, uh, planning and foresight can actually win uh, a battle, not courage and arms and, 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 and that sort of thing. So, so the emphasis on strategy actually is to uh, allow an organization to overcome uh, circumstances uh, beforehand through careful planning. So, this book has been, you know, translated to all the possible uh, languages and it was published so many times in, 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 uh, in, in history in the last few thousand years as it exists and it, it became, let's say, the source of wisdom when it comes to uh, strategy and strategic things. But, you know, to go more uh, uh, in, in the, into the details, there are three levels of, of, of strategy. Because strategy itself uh, is uh, determined by several levels of, of, of uh, organization, several levels of planning, and several levels of implementation. We have the uh, this is uh, a common uh, distinction that is made in, uh, in the military, it is made in politics, and it is made in, in business. So sometimes these uh, uh, words or names uh, differ, but usually they are uh, as follows. First, we have the top level of uh, strategic planning, which is the, the strategy. Then, under the, the strategic level, the next level is the level of campaigns or operations, as they are also called. And then, uh, on the bottom, there is the level of, of tactics. So, does anybody have an idea what is the difference between these levels? Why do we have these uh, different levels of, of, of strategy? Why isn't it all just one strategy? Or, you know, why is it just a, a, a tactical level? Why do we have to distinguish between strategic level and, 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 and tactical level of plan? Any thoughts? Oh, you can also raise your hand if you wish, and then you can actually... And in the meantime, I can read the first uh, comment here, that the, the strategy is the big picture, and uh, tactics and operations are detailed activities. Then another thought is that they are not different, but they, they complement each other, which is uh, an important point. Thanks for making it. And then strategy is a theory, but campaign is, is, is its execution or its operation. So this is another thought that, 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 that we get from, from you. And uh, let's have one or two more, if possible. Okay, I think this, this is going to be enough. So yeah, indeed, uh, this, uh, oh, here we have another one. Uh, uh, tactics are the ways to reach the strategy. Indeed, you can actually, from, 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 from what you just say and from the, what this picture shows is that Actually, this is all part of the same plan, and that somehow tactics contribute to uh, larger campaigns and, and, and operations, and they, on their own, contribute to, to larger strategy. 
So, so this is all part of the, of the, of the same plan. However, there is a, a distinction between strategic level, operational level, and tactical level. And we are going to go into that distinction uh, just so that we understand the difference. So let's go to the next slide where we are going to talk about uh, the first level, which is the strategic level. So I'm going to define it and I'm going to uh, uh, use uh, an example from the... Uh, from my experience, from as, a, as an organizer and activist in the in the Otpor movement, later we're gonna look at some other examples too. But let me let me start with the uh, explanation. Of what is strategy? Uh, strategy it comes from the Greek word strategos, which means general, commander, leader of the army, and uh, so strategy is about the commandeering, about the top leadership, about the grand plan. So this is the top of the, uh, of, on the pyramid of strategic plan. So that's why uh, th this word comes from the Greek word describing a commander, a general. And uh, strategy is a plan of action or policy designed to achieve a major goal. So this is something big. We're talking about the plan to achieve a major goal. So there are also uh, different uh, examples of, 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 of strategies, but I'm going to focus uh, now on uh, the example that uh, I participated in. And this is uh, Otpor's strategy against Milosevic. So, uh, in the readings for this week, you have uh, my article on the uh, uh, successful tactics for uh, nonviolent change in Serbia, which was published in Gozar magazine uh, some uh, three, four, maybe five years ago, but they describe the development and the different levels of the strategy of the of the uh, Serbian opposition, where Otpor was part of, and actually probably the most important part of it. So you can read uh, that in more details. But what I'm going to uh, now just summarize that that Otpor's strategy against Milosevic was the strategy to defeat Milosevic in the election. So this was the, 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 the goal of uh, Otpor's activities, to defeat Milosevic in the elections by having one candidate against Milosevic, running against Milosevic, and then to counter the possible uh, fraud and falsification of ballots uh, by organizing the campaign of civil disobedience a general strike and forcing, uh, thus forcing Milosevic to accept it. So, the, on the strategic level, we have the goal. Goal is to uh, remove Milosevic. We have the, the the method how we're going to, to 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 do it. So, using elections and using civil disobedience to prevent the electoral fraud. And we have the uh, let's say the basic explanation on who is going to do it. What kind of organizing? does it take? So, this is not just a, a, a strategy for a political party, it requires a broad-based movement that is going to uh, organize this uh, uh, campaign of civil disobedience. So, on this strategic level, you can see that, that these, these questions uh, are answered. So, the example of, of, of strategy, you can read more in the, in the 
in the in this article that is that is uh, posted there, you can actually get more details. But this is uh, in a nutshell what was our strategy all about. There is also a, a very good case study on uh, Savannah's library about about uh, Otpor and and, uh, and the defeat of Milosevic, which practically describes the the, the, the same uh, the same effect. So now we're going to the campaign. So, in order to achieve this uh, uh, strategy that I, I, I described, we, uh, as OTPOR, organized, developed, and implemented several campaigns. So, what is a campaign? Campaign comes from a Latin campus, which means an open field. And uh, this is uh, based on, it's also another military term, like the previous one, uh, the term on strategy, which was, uh, uh, which means, uh, which is based from, which is actually uh, derived from the Greek word describing generals and leaders. This one is derived from the uh, Latin word uh, for for a field, because in the spring, in the old days, armies would go out into the field after spending the winter in the barracks. They would go out in the field, and then they would organize a campaign for that, uh, a military campaign for that year, and then as the Winter comes, they go back to the barracks and wait for the for the spring to continue the war. So a campaign, as you can see, was a major phase in the larger in the larger strategy. So the similar thing is uh, with the politics and with with business today, because both politics and business use the same word. So you have a, a campaigns of big companies who are trying to sell their product, and you also have political campaigns by uh, politicians who are organizing especially election campaigns and we have one uh, happening in, in, in the US it's going gonna, it's gonna to end uh, uh, very soon so so the, the campaign is a major uh, phase uh, in a larger strategy and to use a definition that, 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 that I put on the slide campaign is a more limited plan of action which is aimed at achieving a specific objective as part of a wider strategy. So this is part of a strategic plan, but it just focuses on one element of strategy, achieving one objective necessary to fulfill or to reach the overall goal of, of uh, the strategy. So the example that, 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 that I'm going to use for this is the Gotovje, or his finished campaign. This is a campaign that we, uh, as Otpor, uh, developed and implemented during the uh, election campaign uh, for the president of Serbia in 2000. And the goal of this campaign was to motivate people to vote against Milosevic by uh, giving them enough uh, hope that he can be defeated in the elections and that he will not be allowed to falsify elections after. Because the main problem that we faced in the implementation of the big strategy, defeating Milosevic in the elections, was that people, although they didn't uh, vote for Milosevic usually, they didn't believe that he could be changed through the elections because before that he never, he never accepted uh, the will of the people. He actually falsified all the previous elections. So 
the goal or the objective of this campaign was to mobilize people uh, to vote against Milosevic and to prepare them for the for the civil disobedience once he uh, once he falsifies the election. So you can see this is a much more uh, uh, how should I say specific objective. It is not as big as the grand strategy, but it is uh, more detailed in a sense that we have a, a campaign that is going to start at a particular day, it's going to end on a particular day. This one was supposed to end on the election day, on the 24th of September 2000, and it has a very clear message. And, and So we're going to go into detail later. But this is just for you to, to see the difference between strategic level and campaign level. And then finally, uh, a tactic. Tactic is the lowest uh, level of strategy, and as somebody said uh, earlier, uh, tactics are ways to reach the, the, the strategy. Tactics are, uh, how shall I say, uh, detailed activity, as somebody said earlier. And uh, so, tactic. Uh, comes from a Greek word taktika, which which describes or actually means the arrangement of force. So, so it is interesting that, that the word itself means arrangement, not later uh, engagement of the forces, because these generals that were talking about tactics, they were not really in control of what these forces in the field would be doing. They were the generals were sitting on top of the hill overlooking the battlefield. So. It was up to the lieutenants and sergeants and these, uh, uh, let's say, low-level uh, petty officers to, to, to do that. So, so it is interesting that, that the generals were only concerned about the arrangement of forces, but not about what is going on later. And the similar thing is with, the, with movements and with the uh, human rights advocacy uh, groups, because they are not always in control of every tactical uh, decision that is being uh, made by the people who are part of the campaign. So they can actually maybe arrange them, but they cannot always influence what the tactical choice is going to be and how the tactics are going to be implemented. And this is an important uh, thing to remember, and we're going to focus on that uh, two or three, uh, three, two weeks from now, when we talk about uh, the uh, organization in more detail. But let's define the tactic. Tactic is a specific action, a specific task within a wider operation or a wider campaign. So this is something that we can point to as a single event or as a single move by, by, by a political force, by a movement, by an advocacy group, whatever. So it is in that sense discrete. Unlike an operation, a campaign or a strategy which is ongoing, which lasts for a long time, tactic is uh, limited to a very short period of time, and it is very specific action, a very specific time. So, so I'm, the, the example that I'm going to use, and uh, the one that you can read more about in the, in, in the, when you read about the Serbian case study, is the tactic uh, of roadblocks and barricades uh, that happened after the election. In, uh, in Serbia when Milosevic started uh, tried to falsify ballots. So this was part of a wider campaign 
to prevent electoral uh, fraud and uh, to actually respond to electoral fraud by civil disobedience. And uh, the goal of this tactic was actually to mobilize people for a general strike. So uh, blockades on roads where people commute and where people have to uh, drive their cars and, 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 and take the buses and, and the public transportation in general, they could encounter these uh, uh, roadblocks and they could actually learn about what, what was going on. So in order to mobilize people for the, for the general strike, roadblocks uh, around Serbia were a necessary task. So you can see how they fit into the bigger campaign and that bigger campaign then fits into the uh, larger strategy. So this is a, a, another example of a tactic. So, so when we talk about uh, strategy and tactics, uh, we will often uh, move from a strategic level to a tactical level and go back to the strategic level and analyze all these levels uh, interchangeably. So, uh, as Sun Tzu said, and we, we're going to quote him again and probably a few more times before this course ends, strategy without tactics is the slowest route to victory, and tactics without strategy is the noise before defeat. So, what some of you mentioned earlier, that strategy and tactics are part of the same uh, plan and they complement each other, this is what Sun Tzu also said, that there is no uh, strategy without tactics and there can be no, uh, and the tactics cannot work without a, a, a bigger, bigger strategy. So what I would like to offer here is another thought, which is that campaigns serve as links between the strategy and the tactics, because strategy is sometimes so big and so long-term, and so uh, impossible to, to, how shall I say, uh, analyze, because it, 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 is, it, it, it takes years and it requires such a huge effort. And tactics are sometimes so specific, and sometimes so uh, contemporary, so tied to the current situation, that often it is very difficult to make a link between the strategy and the tactics. And so this is where campaigns fit in, because campaigns will help you uh, put the strategy into different phases and move you slowly from one phase to another using appropriate tactics so that you can actually slowly uh, reach the, the, the long-term goal. So this is why in, 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 in the next couple of, uh, in the next two or three uh, uh, classes during this course we're going to focus on the campaign level because it is I believe a very important level for uh, human rights advocacy so let's look at the uh, at the at the level of planning this is uh, now the, the how shall I say the overview of, of what, what, what has been said so far, and so I'm going to offer a few comparisons between strategic level, campaign level, and tactical level, and I uh, will ask you to offer some more thoughts if you have on this, but let me start with, uh, with, the, with the comparing these three levels of planning. In terms of detail, 
we can say that a strategic plan as the biggest and the top plan of, uh, of all the three levels of strategy, the strategic plan has the lowest level of detail. It is not so detailed as the campaign plan. And the campaign plan itself is not as detailed as a tactical plan. Why? Because in the, in the strategic plan, you need to answer questions that are uh, uh, related to a very long and uncertain period of time. So there is not nothing, there is not uh, uh, much information about, uh, about that to, to allow you to give a necessary level of detail. There are too many uncertainties. So you need to establish the, the most important border lines and most important guidelines for the strategic plan, but you cannot go uh, that much in the, into detail. When we talk about the, the operational level, we can offer more detail. When we talk about tactical level, as in the example that I used before, for instance, the, the example of, of blockades and barricades, you can go into a very, very specific level of detail. You can even plan which intersection uh, the, the, the organizers would occupy and set up the, the, the barricade. You cannot do that on the, on, in the strategic plan because you don't know uh, uh, that, that, that you're going to be needing uh, this tactic uh, at one point in the future. It, it, it's just impossible to, to know. The same thing is with the, with the, when we talk about time. And uh, in, in regard to time, strategic planning is long-term planning, which means that strategic plans last for years. Often uh, they uh, are so long-term that, uh, that sometimes people just, you know, use, they even lose the, the, the notion that there is a strategy because it's so long-term. And when we talk about operation level, campaign level, we're talking about midterm planning, and these campaigns usually last for months. One month, two months, two months, sometimes three months, six months, up to a year. But these are operational planning is midterm in, in, in a sense that you can still, uh, when you start planning, you can still uh, uh, see it through for, uh, for this campaign to end, which is in three months, four months, or five months. And then you can look back and see if what was planned was achieved. So this is another reason why campaign level is, is important. And we talk about, when we talk about tactical level, we talk about short-term plan. And this is, you know, a few days, a week, maybe 10 days. But you hardly plan uh, more than a month when it comes to a tactic. That is very unusual. Tactics usually takes a few days or maybe a few weeks to, uh, uh, to develop an impact. So we talk about short-term planning when we talk about time. And when we talk about scope, strategic plan is always a national plan. If we talk about the national issue, if we talk about the regional issue or, or, or local issue, uh, that's different. But if we talk about national issue uh, in a human rights advocacy effort, uh, strategic plan is always uh, a national plan. Operational level, when we talk about campaign, we can have campaigns that are national, but we can also have campaigns that are regional, that are just focused on one region. 
So we, in, on the campaign level, we can introduce the regional level, which means that some campaigns are going to be used only in certain regions, and some campaigns may be used in, in or implemented in all regions or national. But when we talk about tactical level, we're talking mostly about local. Why local? Because this is where tactics take place. They take place on a specific crossroad, uh, as, as, as I use the example of, of roadblocks. They take place in specific towns, in specific villages, in specific, uh, uh, in specific communities. So, although some tactics can, can happen uh, on, a, on a national level, they individually happen in local, in local communities. So, we can see that the difference between this level of planning, strategic level, campaign level, or operational level, and tactical level, is in terms of uh, in terms of uh, detail, term, and scope uh, can be can be pretty much uh, distinguished. Any? Do you have any other thoughts? What would what could be the differences between a strategic level of planning, operational level of planning, and tactical level of planning? For some, on, on some other. Uh, Hmm? Any thoughts? Yes. Okay. Uh, leader for strategy, managers for operations, and people to act for. This is actually a very good, a very good insight. A leader is uh, important for strategy. Managers are important for operational and for tactical. You need people to act. So, uh, yes, we can put it like that. I like to say that, that uh, uh, you need leadership. For strategy, uh, okay. So, so you need uh, leaders for strategy. You need managers for campaign, and you need organizers and activists for for tactical. You also managers uh, also go with organizers. You also need organizers for operational level. So this is uh, this is another another important uh, detail. Strategies is on paper and tactics are on the ground. This is also an important uh, insight that strategy is on paper and uh, if you are lucky then uh, Tactics are in the paper, meaning in newspaper. But this is another reason why why uh, uh, operational level is, is is very important because this is the campaign level is where you actually link what is written to what is going to be done in the end. Because uh, as 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 Sun Tzu said, strategy without tactics is the slowest route to victory. You know, I would say that. Strategic plan without tactics is just, uh, uh, as, as, as you said, uh, is the paper. It's never going to be implemented. So another reason why the operational level is important, because this is going to link the, 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 the strategy to uh, specific concrete things that are happening, that are happening on the ground. Okay, any other thoughts?
this was a very good, uh, very good. Uh, uh, these were very good uh, contributions, and uh, we can also uh, say that uh, when it comes to uh, gold, the and similar to the level of detail, the strategic goals are not as specific as the tactical, which also influences the evaluation of success. And this is this is another another important uh, 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 element because you hardly evaluate the the success of the strategy based on the goal because the the, the only way you can you can do it is by reaching that goal. But you can pretty much evaluate the success of a tactic because of the stated objective. We want to achieve this. Can we achieve it or not? Okay, we have few, uh, one more. Strategy is responsible for tactical and operational, and it, and effect, and it affects the strategy basis. Yes, this is, uh, this is important uh, to, to not to forget that I'm going to just go back to the levels of strategy. It is important to not to forget that this pyramid has strategy on top. So the strategy is developed first, and then campaigns and operations are developed as a result of strategic planning, and then tactics are developed as a result of campaign planning, operational planning. So, uh, strategy is always, uh, how shall I say, uh, primary. It is most, more, more important than, uh, or actually it comes first, not more important, but it comes first before, before the campaign Intact. Okay, so these were some really good insights. This is very, very, very good. We will, you know, continue this discussion later and see if there are any other differences between these different levels of planning. But uh, we have to now go into the uh, process of development of planning. And, uh, and uh, in the first step, Usually, organizations talk about their vision and about their mission, meaning that vision or vision of tomorrow is an answer to the question, uh, where do we see ourselves in the future as a community, as a society, as a country, especially in relation to the human rights issue. We talk about human rights advocacy group. If we talk about human rights issue, uh, that is in question. So the main question about vision is where do we see ourselves in the future? And the main question about uh, the mission is what is our purpose? Or actually what are we going to do? What, what, what are we planning to do in general in the, to, to, to get us closer, closer to, the, to, the, to the vision? What, what is interesting about these two questions? Do you have any ideas? What, uh, is, is there anything unusual or anything uh, awkward or anything worth discussing about these two questions? Where do we see ourselves in the future and what is our purpose? Any thoughts? Does anybody have... Does, anybody look, does, does anything look strange here? Okay, so somebody thinks that this is not the first step. Can you please raise your hand and uh, explain uh, 
what is the what would be the first what would be the first step? Okay, so as as I understand from the from the from the chat box, the first step would be an aim uh, to start. And uh, well, this is similar to the to the to the vision of tomorrow. The vision of tomorrow is the aim. Where do we want to see? Uh, what do we want to see happening in the future? But it is much more broader than the aim of an organization. This is what the organization, a human rights group, or an individual is fighting for. This is something that is uh, that is going to happen in the future as a result of this. Uh, of this effort. So, to use an example of of uh, of uh, Otfor, where I was uh, an organizer, Otfor had a, an aim to remove Milosevic. But uh, the the most important thing for us was the vision of tomorrow, within, which in our case was a country which could elect and change leaders. Uh, uh, in a democratic fashion, uh, and the country where politics would be contained in the institutions uh, of parliament, government, etc., etc., and the country that would actually uh, not be a dictatorship. So this was a vision. This this had little to do with what Otfor was going to do about it. This was more something like a dream that we had that we wanted to achieve. And and so and so then, you know, the next question was, uh, what was our purpose? What what would we do? About it? And in our case, the mission, because we were uh, at the time a student organization, the mission was to mobilize students, to uh, organize a youth uh, movement, to do something uh, to attract and 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 uh, and. Uh, Organize uh, the, the youth. We still didn't know what the, what the youth would be organized for. We still didn't know how we're going to reach our vision of tomorrow. And and this is what is interesting about this first step. The first step is usually not uh, a result of any planning or not a result of any rational thinking. The first step is deeply connected to one's desires and one's beliefs and one's values. So, the first step, vision of tomorrow, the, what, how we see the future, where we want the future to be, and what, where do we see ourselves in achieving that future. This, is mostly, uh, this mostly comes from our motivation, personal motivation and the motivation as a group. So, this is not uh, actually a matter of decision. This is something that we are forced to do by our inner uh, self, by our values, by our beliefs, by our character. And in that sense, this is not a strategic uh, part of, of the process. This is something where we have to open our hearts and open our souls and to say what we really believe. And, uh, and this is still not strategy. So the first step in strategic planning is not strategic. This is something that uh, we, something we need to do, something that needs to be done, that we feel that needs to be done. And this is important. 
because this is what gives uh, this is what gives uh, strength to continue. This is what gives uh, uh, the enthusiasm, and this is what gives creativity later when we come down to the uh, uh, nitty-gritty details of, of, of strategic plan. So this is important. The strategic plan is to uh, come closer to the vision that you have and to fulfill the mission uh, that you have. Okay, so so here we have a, 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 an example here, somebody giving an example. For instance, a vision would be a society with LGBT acceptance and equal rights, and mission would be making people educated about LGBT, try to remove violence against LGBT in law, etc., etc. So this is a very good, very good example. So this is something that uh, uh, is not uh, a result of strategic planning. This is something that that that, that is uh, a result of of commitment and motivation that comes from one's values. And uh, so. If we go from the first step, and I repeat, the first step is not rational, it's more emotional, and this is actually why this first step is, is so important. When we go from the first step into the planning process, then we are hit with a, a more rational uh, and more, how shall I say, focused uh, exercise. And there are, as, as uh, one of my friends from Otpor used to say, there are three things that, that are important in planning. And these three things are analysis, analysis, and analysis. And a uh, uh, similar thing was, was, was said by Sun Tzu, and here we quote him again. Uh, Sun Tzu said, So it is said that if you know your enemy and you know yourself, you could win a hundred battles without a single loss. So here is a bold claim. Uh, Sun Tzu says that if you do your homework and that if you uh, understand the, 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 the enemy that you are facing in the battle, because he was talking about war and military strategy, and if you understand your enemy's capabilities, strength, position, uh, morale, everything, and if you know all the same uh, things about yourself, you can uh, win, in, win a hundred battles without a single loss. Meaning that you will pick your battles. If you know that the enemy is, is stronger than you, you will uh, avoid going into battle. If you know that you are uh, stronger than the enemy, then you are going to go into the battle and, and win it. So, in other words, what Sun Tzu is saying is that and what this friend of mine was also saying is that analysis beforehand is more important than performance during the, the effort. Because careful analysis is going to influence uh, all the elements of the, of the strategy. So, I'm going to share with you one tool for strategic analysis. And, uh, okay, does, uh, can we see, have a show of hands here? of people who know what SWOT analysis is or who have uh, used SWOT analysis earlier in the, in the... Okay, we have a question or a comment, uh, 191. Okay, so 
Yeah. So and and so there there is a. We also have uh, on the on the chat box view. Uh, so SWOT analysis is one one of the ways to analyze the the situation where the group or human advocacy effort is in, and uh, and this is very similar to uh, the previous quote of Sun Tzu: "Know your enemy and know yourself." Because SWOT analysis is uh, talking about internal and external uh, attributes. Internal attributes, these are, this is know yourself. This is something that we need to analyze regarding our own group, our own uh, effort. And external, this is the environment. These are the, not just the adversary, but also allies, potential allies, potential supporters, everything is that is, that is outside. And so, uh, we can so dis distinguish uh, attributes as internal as ex and as external. On the other hand, there are attributes or, or things that are helpful for the achieving our objective and that are harmful for achieving our objective. And in that sense, you know, uh, when we define four different uh, attributes, strengths, would be internal attributes that are helpful for the objective. So these are the things that we have in our own organization that are going to help us. This is like commitment of our uh, organizers or uh, access to resources or something like that. When we talk about internal attributes that are harmful, this is uh, when we talk about weakness. And these weaknesses could be anything from... Uh, uh, low participation of our own organizers to lack of skills in particular uh, in particular uh, uh, technique or particular activity uh, lack of uh, resources or something so these are all internal uh, attributes both helpful and harmful and when we talk about uh, external then we talk about opportunities, which are external attributes that are helpful. This is uh, a potential ally, an organization that would like to work with us, or uh, there is a, uh, a new technology that we can utilize for our own effort that uh, is an opportunity for us, or an event that is going to take place and that can be used for, for, for our effort. And again, there are threats which are uh, external attributes that are harmful for the for the for the group. These are this is a potential threat of uh, persecution or repression, or there is a, uh, some sort of uh, uh, something that is outside of our control. It's external, but can harm uh, the core. And as somebody said. Uh, here it is very interesting quote. I will read it. It is said that the Japanese spend 80% of on planning and 20% on doing. So if it is true, then uh, uh, planning uh, is an important part of the Japanese culture. Yes. I, I don't know if that is true, but it is interesting. So let's go back to the SWOT analysis. If we look at the strengths, weaknesses, of opportunities, and threats, uh, the first letters of this are S, W, O, and T, and this is how SWOT analysis got its name. So, 
when we analyze a movement, a group, a, a human rights advocacy effort, whatever, we are looking at uh, strengths, which is S in spot analysis, we're looking at the weaknesses of the group, and these two are the internal attributes. And we're looking also at opportunities and also at threats to the, to the group. So this is uh, what we are uh, talking when we're talking about analysis, no, talking about know, knowing yourself, knowing your enemy, knowing the terrain, knowing the circumstances before going into strategic plan. So uh, we're, not going, we're not going to do a SWOT analysis in this course. Uh, I just wanted to mention it as, a, as, a, as an interesting tool, but I'm sure you're going to encounter it if you haven't already. And you're going to encounter this uh, uh, tool, uh, and I encourage you to, to, to learn about it. There you can find it on the, on the internet. You can find sources, and I will provide some as well, uh, because it can be really a useful tool uh, for, uh, for strategic planning, for this step, analyzing the, uh, the situation before proceeding to the plan. So, are there any questions so far? Uh, are we going to, uh, before we go to the next uh, uh, to the next slide? No questions? Okay. Uh, there is a uh, there is a, a, a one thing that I, that should be said about strategy. Uh, and that is that strategy. Yes, and somebody said this is a little bit confusing. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna uh, go into the into we're gonna repeat the same thing through a, through an example in just uh, in just a bit. But before we do that, I would like to uh, just say a few things about the role of strategy because uh, it is. Not as in the army or in a big corporation, where you can have a, a, a committee of planners which are going to sit in a, in a room and they're going to spend, I don't know how many weeks doing the planning, and they're going to uh, come up with a plan, and then this plan is going to be approved, and it's going to be implemented, and this is going to uh, uh, come out just nice. Uh, in the case of... Uh, human rights advocacy efforts, in case of human rights movement, you don't have a, a, a planning committee. You don't have enough time to sit down and, uh, and uh, to come up with a, with a plan. So, plan, uh, so strategy is uh, a bit of a process that is taking place during the struggle. It's not something that is taking place before the struggle. This is, this is very important. Strategy is a science and it's an art and it is developed over time. It is not a formula that can be used for, uh, uh, for a particular purpose just by, uh, just by uh, applying a, a plan. So, and, but strategy can, can help a movement overcome adverse condition. This is, this is important. This is the role of, of the strategy. And so, what we're going to do now is uh, we're going to look at the, the strategic level. 
and the questions that the strategy needs to needs to answer. The first thing that the strategy needs to answer is the goal. What are the goals that we want to achieve? The second is what are the methods? How are we going to achieve this? And the third is structure. What do we need to achieve? It? What 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 are the things that we that we need to to establish? So go back to to to, to my example of of what for the goal was to as I said uh, 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 remove Milosevic, uh, and the method was to uh, to organize. Uh, around elections and civil disobedience, which, which would be a non-violent method, and the structure was a broad-based movement that needed to be that needed to be created. But we're gonna we're gonna uh, show another example in just a minute. So far, it's these are the questions that need to be answered on the strategic level. What is what are the goals? What are the methods? And what is the structure? And on a campaign level or operational level, we need we have an objective, specific objective, as we said earlier. And this is similar to the goal, what do we want to achieve? Another thing is, what, what is our message? This is a, another uh, an important, important element in, in, on the operational level or campaign level. And what are the tactics that we're going to use? So this is another uh, question that we need to answer on the operational level. What are the tactics, that, the specific tactics that we're going to use? And another uh, question on the operational level is, concerning organization and resource. How are we going to do it? How do we do this? Uh, th these tactics and how do we reach this objective? What kind of organization and what kind of resources do we need? So as you can see, comparing to the uh, strategic level, there is more detail here in terms of exactly what we're going to do, I mean, what kind of tactics, what is the message we're going to convey and what kind of organization. So this is the operational level. And we're going to focus on the operational level now by looking at Gandhi's Salt March. Gandhi's Salt March uh, is uh, featured on Savannah's libra library, and I encourage you to read it if you haven't so far. Uh, and uh, it is an important, uh, how shall I say, episode in the Indian struggle for independence, where Gandhi actually decided to violate the salt uh, uh, tax uh, act which actually uh, gave the British monopoly on trading salt. So making your own salt in India under the British rule was illegal. And so Gandhi wanted to uh, challenge this and we will see uh, uh, how this happened because we're going to analyze this, this campaign. But uh, this was part of a bigger strategy for Indian independence. So Gandhi Salt March as a campaign was part of a bigger strategy. This is important uh, to know because he and the others in the Congress Party wanted to see India as an independent, as independent from from Great Britain, and uh, in order to uh, get closer to this goal. One of the things they did was the salt march. Here we can see the the, the picture of here is a photo of Gandhi on the right, and on the left these are the people in uh, Dundee 
uh, a town on the Indian coast where they're actually taking the salt out of the ocean, which was uh, an illegal thing to do. So, what was the objective of the salt mine? If we look at uh, the, 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 the four things that, 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 that we described earlier in the, in the campaign, the objective, the message, tactics, and organization resources. In the case of Salt March, the objective was to violate the Salt Act, which was introduced in 1882, and to violate it by making your own salt, which is a criminal offense. So, this was the objective. The objective was also to dramatize the Declaration of Independence in a way that was meaningful for ordinary Indians. So, the Declaration of Independence was the strategy. And they wanted to dramatize this strategy, to show to ordinary Indians what independence is for them on, in, in everyday life. And they wanted to show this really crazy and absurd law that it is illegal to make your own salt by actually uh, dramatizing the problem of the, of the British rule of India. And what they also wanted to do was to build unity between Hindus and Muslims but by fighting something that affects both communities. And this was solved. So this was the ob very clear objective of the campaign, which fits into the larger strategy of fighting for independence of India. So this is what uh, Gandhi said in his letter to Viceroy Lord Irving on March 2nd, 1930. He actually encapsulates the objective of the campaign pretty well in this letter, in this le letter where he says, on the eleventh day of this month, I shall proceed with such poor workers as the, ash as, uh, as the ashram as I can take to disregard the provisions of the salt laws. I regard this tax to be the most iniquitous to all from the poor man's standpoint, as the independence movement is essentially for the poorest in the land the beginning will be made with this evil. So, uh, here you can see all the elements that, that we described in the previous, uh, in the previous uh, slide. They're all here. They connect the, the, the campaign to the larger independence movement. They connect the campaign to the every poor man in India. And it gives a very clear... Uh, explanation what Gandhi is going to do. And what is interesting is that he sends this letter to Viceroy. He actually sends this letter to his adversary. So, this is not a secret plan. This is a, 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 a very transparent uh, campaign plan. Actually, he even informs his adversary. So, this is the objective. What is the message of the campaign, which is the second, the second thing? The message of this campaign is so simple, and it is the message of the whole, uh, let's say, uh, uh, struggle for, 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 for independence. And Gandhi, who repeated this message quite often, said, the British are ruling this country for their own benefit, so why should we help them? Why should we help them? This is what he asked. It's so simple, what, what, what his message here. He actually says that it's because people are obeying these crazy laws, like the SALT Act, this is how the British are ruling the country. So, 
in order to prevent this, or actually to end this rule, uh, we shouldn't be helping the British anymore. This is what Gandhi said. So he goes on, on the march, uh, for some 400 kilometers to the sea, and then, as you can see on the, on the picture on the, on, the, on the right, he goes, grabs uh, some of the, some of the seawater, and, uh, and makes some salt. So, very simple, very simple move, but this uh, actually was the, 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 let's say, the tipping point of, of this campaign. So, what were the tactics in the salt? There are many tactics that they were, that they were, uh, that they were using during this campaign. First, the campaign started by Gandhi walking on foot for some 400 kilometers down to the sea. And he made his salt first. And then uh, this actually uh, helped mobilize uh, the, the people. They joined the march. They came down to the, to the coast. But then they were doing other things as part of the, of, the, of the campaign. They were picketing liquor stores. They were doing social boycotts of... of, of uh, uh, loyalists to the to the to the British rule, they were marching to salt depots where the salt was deposited and doing different salt raids, and they were finally boycotting British cloth because uh, Britain also had the monopoly on textile, and they were actually selling uh, uh, textile to to to, to, to the India. So these were the different tactics as 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 uh, part of this campaign. And let's talk a little bit about the organization of the campaign. Organization of the campaign had several elements. First, it was the march to the coast that, that I described earlier. So it wasn't that, that, that Gandhi just showed up on one day and made salt in Dundee. He actually traveled for I don't know how many days from the... Uh, from the uh, I, I forgot the name of the of the city, but traveled down to the coast, and uh, and by doing that, he actually was uh, raising momentum and increasing participation, mobilization of the people. And so finally, when uh, when uh, the he, he got there, it was it was the the, the, the most important thing in India uh, to be covered, to be followed, to, to participate in. He also. Or, or not just him, but the whole uh, leadership of, the, of this campaign, they also planned and organized the replacement of leaders after their arrest. So this was organized beforehand. And they also organized uh, students to withdraw from government schools, which was another form of, of, of pressure against the British. So this was uh, organization. This was organization that was, that was, that was done before, before the, the campaign. I encourage you to read more about about this, because this is this is a, an excellent example of, of of a successful campaign. So, so we can see that on the tactical level, and this is a good example for that. Uh, Salt march is a good example for that. Tactics are more effective when they're sequenced together to reinforce each other and to maintain the initiative. So, so these tactics uh, that that were used in the Gandhi's campaign uh, were actually sequence, so that it wasn't just the salt 
much. It wasn't just making salt. There were other things that, that were done uh, that were reinforcing uh, each other. And also another important thing on tactical level, and we, we're going to focus on tactical level more later uh, in, 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 in two weeks. And this is that the same tactic may be done at a new location or new timing with new participants in a new way, but uh, it's actually uh, much easier to, to, to use an entirely new tactic as a part of the same campaign. One of the biggest problems of campaigns is when a campaign has only one tactic that is repeated over and over again. And that tactic is usually a public demonstration, street demonstration. And there are a lot of uh, movements and groups that, that that, that would repeat the same tactic over and over again without uh, tactical innovation. So, yes, it is okay to use the same tactic, but in new circumstances. But it is for one particular campaign, tactical in innovation is important. And Gandhi's Salt March actually shows this tactical innovation with with the number of tactics that was that was used. And so we're gonna because uh, we don't have uh, much time. I actually. Uh, we have 15, 20 more minutes. So, I would like to uh, uh, now look at the objectives and the goals through the SMART criteria. Uh, and uh, what is SMART criteria? Uh, SMART criteria is something that was, uh, uh, in, let's say, first mentioned by George Doran in Management Review in 1981. And this is actually uh, using uh, different uh, letters for the word SMART. Uh, S-M-A-R-T, to describe goals of uh, strategy and uh, campaign objectives. So, there is no clear consensus what these five words uh, actually mean. There, people are using different, different words. But here is what I use. And, uh, and so we're going to use my definition in the, in, the, in the exercise that we're going to do. What are SMART goals? SMART goals S stands for specific, meaning that these goals are specific. They mean something very concrete. They are not vague. They are not uh, difficult to, to, to grasp. They are very specific and, and specific and con concrete. M stands for measurable, which means that this is something that can be measured. This is not something that, that is vague and that you cannot know if you succeeded or not. So you can actually evaluate and see if, if, uh, if, uh, this is, uh, if this is measurable, if this can be done. And once it is done, you can see that it has been done. A stands for attainable or achievable, which means realistic. This means that goal means, needs to be something that can be achieved not something that is, that is so big and so impossible to, to, to achieve. Relevant. R stands for relevant, and that means that the uh, goal needs to fit in the larger plan. It has to be relevant. If, it, if we talk about the strategic goal, it has to be relevant to your mission and to your vision. If we talk about the campaign objective, it needs to be relevant uh, in, the, in the larger strategy. And if we talk about uh, Tactical level, it needs to be re the, 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 it needs to be relevant to the to the campaign. The tactic cannot sit on its own. It needs to be part of of, of, of something something bigger. So in that sense, relevant means that, that that it is part of something something bigger. It has relevance. And T stands for timing. 
and t uh, means uh, timely means that it is something that will end at one point and it is clear that it will end either on a particular day or when something specific and achievable and relevant is achieved so that there is a there is a point in time where we know this uh, is going to uh, this campaign, this tactic, this strategy is going to end. So let me uh, repeat this once again. Uh, SMART criteria stands for objectives or goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, achievable, attainable or achievable, relevant, and timely. Uh, is, there a, is there any question? Is there anything that is not clear? Because uh, uh, we're going to now do a short exercise, and uh, I would like to see if there is anything unclear about this SMART criteria before we go into the exercise. We're going to get an example in the next slide, so, but I just wanted to see uh, if there is anything unclear about the, about, the, I guess nothing is unclear. So we're going to go into the, uh, exercise here and to look at the that we get this that we put together to Vysor. So I read once again on the way of this disregard the provisions of the salt law. I regard this tax to be the most in iniquitous to of all from the poor man's standpoint. As the independence movement is essentially for the poorest in the land, the beginning will be made with this evil. Okay. Where is, uh, where do you see, uh, you can actually use the, the, you can use the pen here, or you can use the chat box to point to the, uh, part of this letter which where the objective Gandhi's objective shows that this objective is specific that, that the objective of the campaign is specific do you have, a, do you have an idea salt laws ok so we have somebody saying that so this is an objective uh, that, 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 that that is specific because it really says what Gandhi is going to do. He's going to disregard the provisions of the salt. Okay, what makes it measurable? What makes this objective measurable? How how this can be measured? Measured with the with the implementation of the tax. So you can actually see that the that the uh, campaign is. Uh, achieving its goal by measuring the tax collection. If, 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 if the British are getting less uh, money from the salt tax, this, is, this actually means that, that there is no money coming in from salt. Exactly. So this is how you, can, how you can measure it. How can you see that this goal is achievable? Which is the next, uh, which is the next A, attainable, achievable. Any ideas? How does this... Uh, this is uh, the statement of 
how this is going to be achieved. So it's going to be an effort of the organization, but not just the organization, other people, especially poor people, are going to join the, 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 this particular campaign. And so, how is this relevant? Why is this relevant in the, in the larger uh, strategy? Which part of this letter describes the relevance uh, for larger, for larger strategy? Any ideas? Okay, so because we're we are in a hurry, I'm going to rush it through. It's independence movement, exactly. So the independence movement is essentially for the poorest in the land, and the beginning will be made with this evil. So this is what he says. He says, our fight for independence is going to start with eliminating the salt tax. So this is why salt tax is relevant for larger independence projects. So he says that in this letter. And finally, timely, this one is easy. It actually says that he's going to do it on the 11th day of this month. So, so you can see that, uh, I hope this example uh, helped, you can see that in this example, you can actually uh, uh, have all the elements of the old SMART criteria, specific, uh, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely for a campaign objective. And this is important both to communicate with the supporters and in the case of, of Gandhi to communicate with uh, your opponent. And uh, I'm going to go uh, to, my, uh, to my example that I used earlier and show it as, a, as, a, as another example. October 5th, the fall of Milosevic. The, the, the goal was very, of this campaign was very specific to counter electoral fraud, uh, and you can see that in the in the in the article that that that, that I wrote for Gozar, which is in the uh, on the reading list, it was measurable because it required one million people to get uh, to Belgrade. It was achievable because it relied on the ten-day build-up of road blockades and general strike and people who are uh, using convoys to get to Belgrade, so we could get, so we could get, uh, uh, sorry about that, uh, so we could get one million people in, in, into Belgrade. It was relevant because elections were the source of Milosevic's power, and countering electoral fraud would actually uh, hit at the source of this power. It would prove that, that, that he didn't win fair and square. And timely, it was important uh, to organize this before Milosevic organizes around the next round of elections. Because if we go into the next round of elections, then it, it, he's going to uh, take the lead. So we needed to have, we have 10 days to build up, but this needed to happen before, before the next uh, uh, run of elections. So, if you look at the, 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 you will see that in the, in the article, if you haven't read it already, that you can see actually that the goal of the, of the, of the campaign to counter actual fraud was specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely, similar to the, to the, to the salt. And so, we have two more questions, two more minutes.
<laughs> Sorry, it took a bit longer than I expected. So if there is an urgent question, we can take it now. Uh, but we are going to continue the, the discussion and the uh, and, uh, conversation on the forum. So any, any questions that are not burning, I will gladly take them on the forum. Is there any, any question at the moment? 